The Louisville men's basketball team came up short on the road against the North Carolina Tar Heels on Monday evening. We'll talk about that result and how the weekend fared for the women's basketball team on this episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back in to another episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Global Podcast is free on all streaming services. Five days a week, your team Every day, as I mentioned, we're going to dive into the Louisville men's basketball game against North Carolina uh, Monday evening. The cards, unfortunately, were defeated 70 to 63. We'll talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. We will then identify the key takeaways before we transition over into the women's basketball side of things, where the top five ranked Cardinals bounced back against the Virginia Tech Hokies and one big 70-56. to 56. We'll start out talking about the men's basketball loss from, um, depending on when you're listening to this, yesterday evening with this being recorded on Tuesday. Look, I want to talk the good, the bad, the ugly. The good being the, the fact that the team continues to show fight. The bad being um, kind of resorting back to some um, bad habits. And the ugly being the offense in the last three or so minutes of the game. Now, I get it. When it comes to a loss, there aren't that many positives that you can truly take away from it. I mean, when, when it all comes down to it, I'm not like I keep saying it. I'm not a big fan of moral victories. I don't claim moral victories. I do, however, think that there is a fine line between finding some positives in a performance and claiming a moral victory. I think it's it's critical, you know, in, in every outcome that you at least you know take one positive away from it, even if it may be the you know the smallest detail out there. And you know, in a close loss down in Chapel Hill against the North Carolina Tar Heels, a team that you know the first matchup didn't necessarily uh, end in good graces with the officiating and stuff like that. It, it makes this game, you know. It makes the fan base want to win this game that much more, <clears throat> and I get it. There's not a lot of um, positive to be taken away from this game. Ultimately, I really, if you were to crown anything the the good portion of this segment, it is the fact that you're continuing to see a balanced effort, and you're seeing players, you know, continue to, you know, play their hardest. Uh, Jalen Withers, Malik Williams, Dre Davis, all with ten points apiece. Even though Sam Williamson only had seven points, played 16 minutes, I thought that we got some good minutes from him. Noah Locke played pretty solid, four for eight from uh, the field, nine points. Um, L. Ellis didn't necessarily shoot the ball all that well, three for ten from the field. He had seven points on the evening, and um, you know, so on and so forth. So overall, look, I mean, with the way this season has gone, it's hard to find a lot of positives from any any of it. You know. It, Ever since the team went 4-0 in conference play, they've won two out of their last, what is it, 12 contests in conference. So it's tough. I think that um, 
I guess one positive that I see is despite, you know, the team being what, 12 and 15 now, that they're still competing their hardest and they're still, you know, putting effort out there um, when they could just mail it in. Um, they could get blown out every night, but instead they go into one of the toughest places to play in college basketball, regardless of how good you think North Carolina is coming in there and making this a game, you know, fighting until the end. Um, unfortunately, that leads us into the bad segment. That is um, kind of resorting to bad habits is what I like to call it for the men's basketball team. Now, when I when I talk about bad habits, that that might kind of that might be maybe I'm not wording that correctly. I think that the concerns that we've had all season long, you know, have popped you know, were popped up in this game. Um, when you look at you know from a statistical standpoint, the cards were 25 percent from three. Um, you know, overall, there were 13 turnovers, and ultimately, North Carolina really didn't take advantage that much. I mean, they only shot 28% from three, um, had the same amount of turnovers. So overall, statistically, down the line, almost identical nearly. North Carolina had two more rebounds. Excuse me. They did, however, shoot eight more free throws um, and two more assists for the Tar Heels. So ultimately... It's one of those things that this really kind of resorts to the eye test. When we talk about the concerns that we've been seeing all season long, it's the perimeter shooting. It is the overall um, you know, decision-making in terms of shot selection. And we kind of saw that regress a little bit um, against North Carolina you know, in, in the sense of um, I felt like you know, when Louisville did get good looks, you know, guys were able to hit shots, um, but especially we'll, we'll talk about the offense uh, in the last, you know, three minutes or so here in just a second. But I feel like the the shot selection just felt rushed. It, um, you know, it seemed like there was um, seemed some poor decisions in terms of making certain or, you know, shooting certain shots, I should say, and especially kind of going into the ugly portion, but uh, before we do that, um, you know, just a final recap of, of the bad section. It, it, it's just it's kind of the same stuff over and over defensively as well. I think that um, you know leaving guys open on the three point line, especially a team like North Carolina who has guys that really can make you pay from deep, although they didn't necessarily do it um, all that much, shooting less than thirty percent from the from three point line. You saw that at the very end of the second half, where that kind of um, you know, came to life. And that kind of leads me into the ugly section of this. That's the offense in the last, um, you know, three or so for maybe, you know, the last uh, under the last TV timeout under the under four timeout. When you look at what Louisville did, uh, I'm going to go with a play by play, um, you know, from that um, section of the game. So after the under four timeout, um, Louisville ends up, Basically, it's, you know, if you look at 258 left, Malik Williams hits a three-point jumper. It's 64 to 63. The next however many shots, Jalen Withers missed three-point jumper. Jared West missed three-point jumper. L. Ellis missed three-point jumper. Malik Williams missed a layup. And um, Noah Locke missed three-point jumper. So, overall, when the Cardinals cut the lead to one, that's where I felt like um, we saw this team get back into the. Um, we, we saw this team get back into the, 
you know, kind of the same stylistic sense of playing. When we talked about this team early in the season, it was, you know, they're really kind of grinding out victories against, um, you know, it was Maryland and NC State. But ultimately, it, it feels like in this slump, so to speak, it, it's kind of been the opposite. When Louisville has, you know, gotten within striking distance, you talk about Duke, um, you know, earlier. I was I was it earlier in the month? No, it was at the very end of January. Um, there were uh, other games, you know, North Carolina. The offense kind of stalled out. There was some poor shot selection at the end of you know a handful of these games, and I think that that kind of represents the ugly section of it. Is you know, Louisville has shown that they can get right back in it, but the issue is you know getting over the hump and you know continuing to run good offense and unfortunately tonight um there were some struggles and you know shots weren't falling in the last you know three minutes or so but i really think that when you go back and you watch the shot selection and you watch um you know how rushed it it looked um you just kind of came away with the sense of man louisville may have you know wasted some good opportunities to to run some plays and get some good shots off I felt like it just seemed a little bit rushed, but proud of the effort. I'm glad that these guys are continuing to compete. Um, you know, losing a ton of games has to be demoralizing. Uh, Cardination's still behind them all the way. I don't care um, if they were 28-0 or 0-28. I'm going to continue to cover this team, and we will break down every single performance. I want to um, kind of transition this into talking about the overall takeaway from this and I, I think that that's um, you know this kind of uh, ties it all together uh, good effort but some of the um, you know lingering concerns from throughout the season um, kind of um, you know put the Tar Heels ahead of the Cardinals in this we'll talk about some some of those takeaways in depth after we talk about our friends at bet online football might be over for the season but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sporting needs. And it remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Transitioning over into the initial takeaways, like I mentioned um, just before the the ad break, talked about um, you know a good effort, but at the end of the day, some lingering concerns. Uh, some of the same issues arose and uh, prevented the Cardinals from winning this contest. I think you know, it's never easy to come, you know, in, you know, I guess you say come into this game, you know, with not a lot on the line. I mean, I guess you know you're you're playing for pride at this point, um, and at at some point, you know, it, it probably. Is talked about, you know, whether a team that has, you know, high expectations that it just doesn't necessarily work out, you know, you wonder, are they just going to mail it in? Are they just going to get, you know, demolished for the rest of the season? And it's relieving to see if, if we're taking a small positive away from the negatives, it's relieving to see that this team is continuing to fight, continuing to try to w- go out and win ball games. It's a pride thing now. Um, like I said, very proud of them uh, for you know for staying. 
with it and you know you could say oh Dalton it, it, this is Louisville you shouldn't be you wish you shouldn't be losing you shouldn't be having a losing record how can you be proud of a team that is underachieved I get it you can be disappointed in the season that has you know transpired but when you take context into account I mean it doesn't have to be so it doesn't have to be one or the other you know, you can still be. I think that I think that um, there's a lot of factors that went into what has happened this season, and I just, I I'm sorry. I, I feel for the guys. Like um, I feel for the team. I you know, I'm just glad that they're continuing to compete, and I hope that they can end this season on a high note. From this game in general, like I mentioned, it was all about. Um, you know, the effort was there. This team was battling when North Carolina showed signs of trying to get a lead. You know, Louisville stayed, um, you know, stayed right there with them until the very end, until you know, sixty-four to sixty-three, and then the Tar Heels scored the last six points of the game. So overall, I, I like the effort that I'm seeing. When you saw what uh, what Carolina did, I thought Louisville's defense from three-point land, uh, they they kind of got lucky on some point-blank misses from Carolina. Armando Baycott. 12 points, 15 rebounds. He was the player to watch for that I focused on on yesterday's episode. He had a solid game once again against the Cardinals. Brady Manick, 17 points. Um, R.J. Davis had 16. Caleb Love had 16. Uh, shot a lot better than they did the, the first time around. They only got two points from their bench. So it's, it's mainly been the starters in, in a game like this. Overall, um, you know, I, I think that it really just kind of comes down to the issues that we've been seeing. You know, we, we talk about the uh, perimeter shooting aspect of things. We talk about the decision-making. When I watch this Louisville team, it really just shows the signs of a team that is still trying to come to terms with what their identity is on the offensive side of the court. And... I am going to be honest, I'm not necessarily sure what their identity is on the offensive side of the court. And um, it seems to be clear that this team is trying to be a solid three-point shooting team that kind of, um, you know, excels in, in, you know, shooting the ball behind the arc. But uh, unfortunately, the shots just aren't falling, even though guys, you know, on this roster, you know, shot the ball really well last year for at their respective stops. But ultimately... I don't really know how to explain it. It looks like a team that's trying to play as uh, trying to fit a style that doesn't necessarily suit you know the way they're playing. It feels like this is a team that should be going more inside and kind of slashing. Instead, I I think that Louisville is a little bit too um, you know a little bit too. I don't really know the word you want to you want to go with here. I guess you could say a little bit too, you know, they elect to take, you know, perimeter shots too often, especially when the shots are falling. By all means, if the, if you're hitting your shots, let it fly. Shoot or shoot. But unfortunately, it seems like more often than not, it's like Louisville's trying to shoot themselves out of a slump that it seems like there isn't much evidence from the season that, you know, they've done that so far throughout, like, the course of a game. So... I think that the initial takeaways, you know, stem not only from a good effort, but some concerning issues. I think one of the reasons why they haven't necessarily been able to fix the concerning issues, especially in terms of shot selection, 
it is I feel like, you know, it, these guys are kind of scrambling out there and wondering, okay, what, 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 what is our offensive identity? What is our style? And I think that that's kind of the question that hopefully we can try to get some, you know, type of, um, you know, answers in the last three games of the year. Uh, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Virginia, all three are going to be challenging games. You're going to have to, you know, have good offensive nights if you want to come in and win these games. Ultimately, uh, I'm, I'm just in the headspace of, I'm going to continue to watch these guys, continue to cheer these guys on like any you know true Louisville fan would. Uh, commend them for their effort. Um, you know, definitely appreciate them for not you know selling the season so to speak, and you know putting forth their best effort. I, I think that in this game, what kind of held them back was just them. Um, you know, the perimeter shooting being obviously shooting 25%, but it, it's not necessarily almost the the shooting percentage that kind of got me the most was just the the shot selection that was utilized so hopefully in the game against Wake Forest we we see you know the team try to work through the offense a little bit more try to get in the lane uh kick it out if you need to to get some better looks and hopefully that can you know see some more shots um fall in and stuff like that um but we'll continue to preview we'll continue to recap throughout the uh, remainder of the season heading into the ACC tournament I want to end the note on a very positive one um, the women's basketball team bounced back from a loss against North Carolina with a 70-56 to victory over the Virginia Tech Hokies on Sunday afternoon. Um, another ranked win for Jeff Walls' squad. We'll talk about everything that went down in that contest and how the cards were able to you know, come out on top on this in this one um, here, here in just a second after we talk about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto allows you to save time and money. So why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is also a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Um, so do yourself a favor. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I'm going to go ahead and say it. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Coming off of a loss, there is perhaps no better coach in college basketball than Jeff Walls to get his team motivated for the next game. Rarely ever do you see the women's basketball team go into a multiple game skid. The Cardinals, all three losses this season, Arizona, NC State, now North Carolina, each one has been followed uh, each one has been followed up with a win um, immediately afterwards. Not only that, but a winning streak. The women's basketball team topped the 23rd-ranked Virginia Tech Hokies on senior day at the KFC Yum Center on Sunday afternoon, 70-56. to 56. Um, It was another balanced attack. Haley Van Lith, 8 for 17 from the field, 
uh, team high in 20 points. Emily Inksler, 19 and 15. That was her eighth double-double of the season. Kiana Smith, 11 points for her. Uh, Liz Dixon had seven. Olivia Cochran and Chelsea Hall with four, respectively. So, ultimately, cards looked very, very solid, especially defensively. Three-point land. Um, didn't necessarily take that many, 25% from the from three, but only shot 12 attempts, three for 12. Uh, Out-rebounded Virginia Tech, 43 to 31. That's something to focus on. Also forced 14 turnovers. They were in single digits in turnovers for Louisville with nine. So you. And, and another thing that I thought was very key was Virginia Tech on the road shot 11 more free throws than the Cardinals. So I'm never one to be a conspiracy theorist, but I, I felt like Louisville should have shot more than 15 free throws in this contest. But ultimately, it is what it is. It's a solid ranked win coming off of a loss. It looks like you know they're pretty much all going to be you know all but certain going to be the two seed in the ACC tournament. They conclude regular season play this week at Pittsburgh, and then at Notre Dame on Sunday. We'll obviously talk about and recap both of those matchups whenever that time comes. But um, overall, I think that it was a good note to send the seniors out on. I said this to a friend in conversation on Monday, um, you know, the day after the game, and he agreed. And my point was, you know, Emily Ingsler's only been here for one season, but with the way the fan base has kind of gravitated towards her and really, you know, uh, welcomed her into, you know, this community and, um, you know, the love they have for Ingsler almost feels like she's been here for four years. And I I'm I try not to be a victim of recency bias and try not to over you know overdo things and you know jump the gun so to speak. But I can't think of a player who's had more of an impact in the Louisville women's basketball program in one season. In one season of playing, I guess that kind of limits. Uh, yeah, yeah, that probably just limits you know what you know what possible players out there you could even fit into this category i guess you could say transfers you know players that have transferred into the program there are not many if any that have left an impact and a lasting you know um you know just i guess you could say lasting impact as well then emily ingsler has defensively we've seen what she does for this squad offensively she's kind of the swiss army knife she can shoot it from deep she's very very solid um on the inside as well but I think perhaps the main thing that she has brought to this team is just the, you know, take no crap swagger. You know, that, you know, the whole like uh, the New York toughness, you know, mantra, so to speak, that mentality of, you know, I'm tough. You're not going to bully me on this court. You know, if anything, you know, I'm going to get the last laugh. And just having that swagger and having that confidence, I feel like it's trickled down through you know the team and through the program and it seems like the fan base kind of you know when Inksler's out there on the court it's like it's just it's a style of basketball that it's must see tv you know Emily Inksler even though she's she kind of reminds me of like a like a Draymond Green you know you, you she she's rarely ever going to lead the team in scoring but she's a solid passer she is you know an extremely good defender, the best in college basketball. I've been saying that, been saying that for quite some time now. Um, and, and then you mentioned, 
you know, all the other things that she brings to the table in terms of on-ball defense, off-ball defense, rebounding, and your toughness, I mean, pick and rolls, etc. You know, Emily Inksler, you know, just a huge impact for this team in her one year. Another, you know, transfer has had a big impact. Kiana Smith, shout out to her, even, you know, behind Dana um, and in a balanced attack this year. You know, she has definitely left her left her mark on this program. Chelsea Hall, one year with the program, I feel like has served as a, uh, a calming presence, a veteran presence in big games and has made some big, um, big time plays, especially in that Kentucky game back in December. Ultimately, you know, shout out to them. We're going to miss them, um, but a great win against Virginia Tech. It's another resume-boosting win. You can put a ranked win on the schedule. The cards, I believe, are number four, uh, dropped a spot in the AP poll after losing to North Carolina. So not necessarily far behind, well within striking distance, well within striking distance for a number one seed. We will continue to talk um, about the women's basketball uh, previews and results here later on in the week. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to give a couple quick shots. First to the Cardinal Sports Home podcast. You can check the most recent one out that came out on Monday night on um, you know, on Twitter, on Facebook, etc. at cardinalsportszone.com. Once again, I want to thank you for making Locked On Louisville your first listen every day. Uh, tomorrow's episode will fe- will feature um, some baseball talk. We'll also get into some possible, um, you know, what we want to see uh, out of you know Louisville spring practice for both the offense and the defense. Now, do yourself a favor, make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. Um, bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. Go Cards, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.